Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Are you caring for an aging loved one? Are you a senior searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you. Providing information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. And now, America's Senior Care Consultant, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, your Senior Care Consultant, and I really appreciate you tuning in today. And we have an excellent program for you here today with my friend and special guest in studio, Mr. David Wiley. He's the president and CEO of Kansas City Hospice in Palliative Care. And David, welcome back to Senior Care Live. Thanks, Steve. Great to be here today. All right. And David, I know that you brought a special guest uh, with you today, uh, and she's also in in studio. She's going to share some inspirational ideas about different rituals that people undertake to honor their loved ones after they pass away. And it's a really important part of the grieving process. So this is so timely as we approach Memorial Day and we honor and mourn our loved ones and U.S. military personnel who died while serving in the U.S. Armed Forces. So uh, would you please start by introducing Introducing your special guest today and tell us a little bit about what you'll both be uh, sharing with us today. I will, Steve. You know, the first thing that I love listeners to know is that grieving can be hard and grieving is different for everyone. And, you know, we respect and understand this at Kansas City Hospice. We have so many programs to meet people where they are with regard to grief. And that's why I brought Dr. Aman Williams-Christians here to further the conversation about this topic and uh, talk specifically about some of the rituals surrounding grief um, that really help people cope. So uh, I'm glad for you to meet Dr. Aman. She's the Director of Grief Programs and Grief Support for Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. Excellent, excellent. And Dr. Iman, welcome to Senior Care Life. It's good to be here, Steve. Thank you. All right. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role with Kansas City Hospice? Sure. So I am the director of grief programs. So I am over uh, hospice grief support at Kansas City Hospice. I am also over Solace House, and that includes our Passages individual counseling program and um, also our camp program. Okay. All right. And then uh, is you work with a a whole team with uh, within the organization of Kansas City Hospice? Yes, we have a team of 14 people, and uh, they just do tremendous work with our grieving families and um, patients who come through. And um, we're just so honored to, to work together. Um, they do a phenomenal job, the, truly the most compassionate and um, 
easygoing and wonderful people to work with. Excellent, excellent. And David alluded to the comprehensive grief programs at Kansas City Hospice, which uh, we've we visited about that before on the program. But uh, tell us a little bit more about those. Yes. Yeah, so um, I talked about our hospice grief support team, um, and they really do a wonderful job working with the families after um, a hospice patient dies. And um, they do that through individual support. They also do that through our groups. And we've done a wonderful job of expanding our groups all across the Kansas City metro area. So that in, And that includes Overland Park, our Northland area, Independence, Lease Summit, and also our central Kansas City area. Mm-hmm. And some of the groups that we do um, include our Grief Journey, um, Navigating Grief, our Spouse Loss Group, which is probably our most popular group, and then our Sorting Through. So you can imagine that families uh, really struggle with uh, what to do with the special things that belong to their loved ones, and that's what that group is meant for. Mm-hmm. And all of these groups are um, come to the community at no charge. Oh, that's that's excellent. Yeah, yeah. And then also we have Solace House, which uh, this year is celebrating its 25th anniversary. Uh, So the main mission of Solace House is to provide hope for grievers. And we do that in a variety of ways. One way is through our Passages program, which is our individual uh, counseling program. And so we have licensed uh, counselors and social workers who work with uh, families, hospice patients and families in the community. Um, We also do that through our groups. So we just wrapped up our our spring groups for the semester, um, and it was just really lovely to work with those families um, during the evening. And then um, we also – I just wanted to kind of dive into how Solace House came about. Uh, It was uh, through two uh, grieving mothers who were able to find um, counseling and services for themselves and not for their children. And so that really brought about the beginnings of Solace House. And so That was was a light bulb experience right there. Yes, absolutely. Um, And uh, the city is really, really wonderful um, and lucky to have um, a a place like that to to send folks who are grieving. All right. All right. And then you have some camps, I believe, camps coming up. Yes, we do have some camps coming up. So we have uh, two camps that we do every year. So this year, July 15th, we have our Camp Aaron, which is a day camp. Um, uh, and that is for families. So um, a, a child and uh, a caregiver can attend that camp. It'll be um, an Excelsior Springs this year at Lake Donovan. Um, and we are still enrolling folks into that camp. And then we also have um, our overnight camp, um, and that is also a Camp Erin. And uh, so it's um, uh, two evenings with us um, and just really, really special. All of the camp things that you can think of, uh, you know, uh, whether it is swimming, horseback riding, archery, um, s'mores, all of those fun things. Excellent, excellent. So if you're listening to this and this is resonating with you and you're wondering about how you might be able to plug into some of these wonderful, wonderful resources, let me give you a phone number. Be sure to write this down and reach out 816-363-2600. That's Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, 816-363-2600. You could also go online at kchospice.org. And, and let, me, let me say this. 
as someone who's gone through some profound grief, I, I lost my dad. It's been many years ago, but don't don't do this alone. And you don't have to. And you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to deal with groups and everything. Reach out and find a group or find one of these programs that is the best fit for you. It may be really the the best and most helpful call that that you've ever made. So I would really encourage you to do that. So, Dr. Iman, thanks for the overview. I really appreciate it. And I, I know how important these services are to our community. Uh, so uh, tell us about how the rituals fit into grief and someone grieving. You know, Steve, uh, when you hear the word ritual, you know, what comes to mind? Some people think of public ceremonies, religious services, or formal music. But rituals can involve any or all of these elements. But they're also so many other possibilities that you may not have considered, especially when it comes to grief. That's right. Rituals can also be personal, intimate, and creative when it comes to grief. People missing a loved one who has died often use rituals, and they might not even recognize it. If you've ever shared memories of your special person with others or included them in a blessing or a toast at a family dinner, that's a ritual. If there's a song that you play on repeat because it makes you think of them, that's ritual too. If you keep a photo handy uh, that you like and focus on it and think of them, that's a ritual as well. So I've done all of that. (laughs) I I think. I think. I still have uh, my favorite picture of my dad. And uh, my dad watches over me in my office. And uh, he's also in the kitchen. He's kind of hanging out with us in the kitchen. And uh, there's some sort of a comfort with that. And uh, when I got married... um, we uh, we lit a candle, a, a candle of remembrance for my dad, and that was that was a part of our wedding ceremony. Sure. And so uh, it's just it's just so so important to to do uh, one or, or more of these things. And like you said, you may not even realize it's a ritual, but but it is, and it's really important and super helpful. So uh, that's really starting to make so much sense. And things that keep connection strong and keep my person top of mind or your person top of mind, you know, that is. That is a ritual. And, and David, before we come up on that uh, all-important Senior Care Live question of the week, how, do you, how are you able to provide all of these programs at no charge? You know, it's, a, it's an important question, Steve. And what, we couldn't do this great work without the community and our donors. So we work really hard to raise the necessary funds in order to, to make that happen. And, um, you know, we're just really fortunate that people understand the impact that we're able to make. The, the bereavement that's provided related to hospice, um, that's part of the hospice benefit. So that's a 13-month process where we um, connect with families over that period of time. 13 months? Yeah, 13 months. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And and I'm part of a social media group, and someone had asked, uh, is there a, a, a grief program for someone in the community that may not be connected to a particular hospice provider, and I'm, I'm like, oh, I, ra- I raise my hand. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I, I let them know that they should reach out to KC Hospice. So, for sure, for sure. Uh, so that is excellent. Again, reach out to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. You don't have to go through this alone. 816-363-2600 or online at kchospice.org. And now the Senior Care Live question of the week. Which of the following are considered commonplace death rituals? A, funerals, B, New Orleans jazz funeral, C, day of the dead, or D, all of the above? What do you think? You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. 
We'll have more with Steve coming up next. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. Which of the following are considered commonplace death rituals? A, funerals. B, New Orleans jazz funeral. C, Day of the Dead. Or D, all of the above. And the answer is... D, all of the above. And, uh, and, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of films on, you know, the Day of the Dead rituals and New Orleans jazz funerals. So uh, they're, they're really actually pretty interesting and kind of amazing, actually. It's, uh, uh, it's very interesting, some of these different, uh, different rituals. So, uh, so before the break, we heard from Dr. Iman talking about activities and rituals that can provide comfort while maintaining your thoughts and connection to uh, those people that you miss so much. So what other ideas come to mind with regard to healing rituals, Dr. Iman? Yeah, at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, we provide a wide array of grief support services that often help grievers create new rituals to remember family members um, in loving and healing ways that foster a sense of peace. Those who have had a patient on Kansas City Hospice Service are offered the expertise of one of our grief support professionals uh, for the year following the death. So those in the community who have experienced the death of someone important or also served through Solace House, uh, Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care's Center for Grief and Healing. Um, so I can give you an example of that. Uh, we just finished up our spring groups and the way that we finished um, our group is we did a flower release. And so there's um, a, a little bit of uh, a pond behind our building and um, we gave everybody a flower and they were able to um, write uh, a nice, nice note mm-hmm. to their loved one and they were able to wrap it around and throw it into the pond. And that nice. was really um, a very... Um, serene and memorable um, moment to honor their loved ones. And we had music playing in the background. You could see people tearing up, mm-hmm. um, but um, you could see that people felt like this was a good thing to do um, to kind of wrap up their time with us. And so that's just one way um, that um, we help people not move on, but to help um, you know focus on the person that they're missing and move forward. So um, that's one way. Um, There are some other ideas that you can do um, on, um, you know, in your home or with uh, you and your family. Uh, A lot of people will uh, write words of encouragement. Um, They may uh, paint rocks in their garden. Um, You might want to put it on a shelf and reflect on it when you choose or when you have time. Uh, You could also place a special candle in a meaningful spot in your home. Um, you can light it up um, when you're thinking of them. Um, and uh, um, I just did um, a mother lost group with um, a bunch of wonderful ladies. And um, one of the, the ladies in there said that she did this particular one and um, she um, used her mom's name and um, called it her mom's name time. And so I thought that that was really special. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you could also plant a tree, um, place a decoration, um, which is something you can look at um, for years to come. Spend time with nature. Um, a lot of people um, especially think of cardinals um, when they're thinking about their loved ones and feel a connection to their loved one when they think of that. Um, that one always strikes me. I Just, uh, oh, about a month ago, it was, it was still kind of cool outside, and I, I looked out, and there's this cardinal looking at me just sitting mm-hmm. on the on the, uh, on the the fence, just kind of hanging out, and I'm like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did, I did, it had, I felt some kind of a strange, unexplainable kind of connection with that bird just sitting there. It, I, I don't know what it was, but it was something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a really common experience that yeah. people share with us, and um, you know, they'll even say, hey, mom, or hey, um, uh, dad, or whoever they've they've met, they've mm-hmm. lost, and it's really meaningful to them. Yep. So, yep. Um, I, I even did, I, I even kind of said hi to dad at, at that point. So mm-hmm. I, I did. So, yep. Awesome. Awesome. So there's, there's a lot of things you can do. Just a couple more. Um, you could create a scrapbook of memories. Um, that's something we do at um, Solace House. Uh, we call it scrapbooking night, and um, our participants bring uh, photos of their loved ones, um, uh, and then you could also uh, embrace the giving spirit by making a donation in memory of your special person. Um, so any one of these things would be um, would have a positive um, effect and would be an example of a healing uh, grief ritual. Um, and you can share those with the the people in your love your uh, in your life who you love. So um, yeah, those are just a couple um, that you can do. Excellent, excellent. And uh, David, I, I understand that we have one of my favorite events from Kansas City Hospice is uh, an event coming right up here later on this month. Yeah, you know, Steve, it, it's really great. It's um, <clears throat> really a favorite of the community. And it's uh, actually it's a community based ritual. We've been doing it for a long time. And it's called Circle of Lights. And um, Aman and her team uh, work with our uh, internal group to, to pull it together and Amon, you want to talk a little bit about it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we um, uh, we come together to put together a really special night for the community. Um, it is a public ritual, but it has a really private feel, um, and it allows you to celebrate um, your special person. So it can be a source of hope and strength to remember you're not alone and missing and remembering a loved one. Uh, that's why Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care invites the community to a ceremony of remembrance, Circle of Lights. At this um, annual event, we utilize elements we've mentioned here, including storytelling, artistic illustrations, songs performed by our Kansas City Hospice music therapist, and a local uh, bagpiper. This event also includes memorialization by a family served by Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. So it's somebody who um, has um, uh, received services from us. Um, And uh, a fellow board member, uh, Reverend Shanna uh, Stites, she'll be um, sharing some special words with um, those who attend. And, you know, it, I, I love this ceremony, and uh, and I know some, if the weather doesn't work, it's moved indoors. Isn't that right, David? It, it is, Steve. We, we do some planning around that. It's one of the most meaningful events of the year, and I really hope that our listeners can attend. Um, Circle of Lights is held uh, in a couple of weeks. It's on Tuesday evening, May 23rd, at Mill Creek Park, uh, which is 47th and Mill Creek uh, in Kansas City, Missouri, on the Country Club Plaza. So at dusk, hundreds of luminary candles will be honoring those who are missed, uh, uh, and they'll be they'll be illuminated the fountain and the park and the ceremony starts at eight. Uh, it, it's an evening of beauty and community and remembrance 
in one of the city's most beloved settings. And again, so you don't have to be uh, a a patient or, or related to Kansas City Hospice. The invitation is wide open for all in our community. Absolutely. Anyone in the community is uh, encouraged to participate and we'd love to see them. Okay, if you'd like to reach out to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, 816-363-2600 or online at kchospice.org. Again, this is just this is a beautiful ceremony. It will have a deep and meaningful impact for you. It's it's incredible therapy. It's a beautiful ritual. Again, you don't have to do this alone. I would encourage you to reach out and and attend this 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 beautiful program. Don't go away. We're going to have some more coming up on the other side. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. Stick around. We'll have more with Steve coming up next. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For podcasts of the program, go to SeniorCareLive.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So before the break, we were talking about just a phenomenal remembrance ceremony. It's called the Circle of Lights. And Dr. Aman, can you tell us about if someone wants to get involved with that, uh, what does that look like? And just tell us about that. Yeah, you can request a free personalized luminary on our website at kchospice.org slash circle of lights or by contacting our staff at 816-363-2600. We also welcome donations in honor of those who wish to be remembered. Also, you can light a virtual candle honoring your loved one on our website. A lot of people have um, found that to be um, really really helpful, especially if they're not able to attend. And, um, you know, we never know what's going to happen, uh, though we're hoping for perfect spring uh, weather. <laughs> if it's uh, if there is inclement weather, we'll locate in uh, inside Community Christian Church at 4601 Main Street, just right across from the park. Well, the so it, we got lucky with the NFL draft. So hopefully we'll get lucky again here <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> with the circle of lights, right? <laughs> yes, we'll cross our fingers and our toes. So, but when it is outside, well, inside or outside, it is really beautiful and moving. Um, so we hope people can come. All right, and it sounds like a tradition for families uh, to embark on, and I just I I, I love it. I and I'm planning on being there this year, and and I always get online. It's super simple. Go to kchospice.org forward slash circle of lights, and you can just you can just make a donation on behalf of your loved one. Light a candle virtually. You can light a candle physically at at this uh, at this beautiful event, and it's uh, it's it's really easy, David. You you made it very simple. Yeah, you know it really is, and. And Steve, we have families who've been lighting candles for their loved ones for many, many years. You know, it gives them peace to come together, to remember the family members in such a beautiful way, enjoy the ceremony and uh, that Dr. Aman and her team put together. Um, in addition to the Circle of Light event, um, we have a really cool part of the evening. Our partner, Kendra Scott, is hosting a pre-event reception um, at their Country Club Plaza location from 5 to 7. 
And you'll be able to find um, two Kansas City Hospice commemorative pendants for sale. And that day at Kendra Scott, uh, 20% of those proceeds will benefit Kansas City Hospice. If you mention a special code, um, you can do that either at the Plaza Store or online. So, you know, we appreciate Kendra Scott and their support of our mission and as we celebrate Circle of Lights. And we'd be honored um, if the Circle of Light event becomes an annual ritual for you and your family, for your listeners, and um, as many have all around Kansas City. It has become an annual tradition for me and my family, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, since the second I found out about this uh, several years ago, um, it, there's there's just something about it. There there really is. I think it's a big deal. And and again, if if you if you're someone in our community and you're grieving, you want to honor your loved one. This is just a great, great way to do it. You do not have to be a patient of Kansas City Hospice. This is for our entire community. Reach out to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care at 816-363-2600. Again, that number is 816-363-2600. You can also go online at kchospice.org to learn more about the services and all the, the several grief programs and specifically the Circle of Lights that's coming right up later on this month. What's It's a... what. A couple of weeks, about three weeks, yeah. about three weeks. May twenty third, so it's uh, about two and a half weeks. The Tuesday before Memorial Day. Ah, that, see that? Okay, yeah, <laughs> that that's easy to remember. So yeah, it is. And you know, we we just hope that um, people find comfort in, in many ways as you continue to remember and celebrate the rituals that help you cherish those that you're missing. So excellent, excellent. And again, all of the grief programs that we talked about earlier in the program, they are at no charge and. Guess how that happens? Through incredible, generous donations from so many people within our community. If you feel moved, you feel like, wow, this is this is a wonderful organization. And I think I'd like to donate to this organization to make to support all of these programs. I think I'd like to raise my hand and become a volunteer. This sounds like a great organization. I'd like to get. I'd like to get involved. I'm. I'm retired. I lost my wife. I lost my husband. And and this is just a way of giving back. And it would give me something meaningful to do with my time. Whatever your situation is, again, I would strongly encourage you to reach out to the to the great folks and the great team at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care eight one six three six three two six zero zero or online at kchospice.org. And David and Dr. Iman, thanks for being here today. You did a great job. Thanks for all the information that you shared, and thanks for all the wonderful work that you do. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Great to be here as always. All right. Thanks again to David Wiley and Dr. Iman from Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And I'll tell you what, I'm just going to brag about my friends at Kansas City Hospice here for a minute there is just no other organization like it. Uh, there, you know, there are other providers that you can certainly choose from. I think we've made a pretty phenomenal case why uh, I would definitely uh, put Kansas City Hospice at the top of the list <laughs> from being a nonprofit provider over 40 years strong in the Kansas City community. All of the fundraising events that they do throughout the year, and that makes makes them able to provide way over the top <laughs> a lot so many things so many uh, items and support services and it goes on and on and on that are absolutely not required by medicare to become a hospice provider 
this is just over and above value added because as a nonprofit hospice provider, Kansas City Hospice takes any money that is made, any money, all money that is donated and pours it right back into the organization in, in the form of, you know, we, we talked about at Christmas time, taking, taking individuals, you know, gifts and, and then just basic necessities for people who really need soap, food. I, I mean, just some of the very basic things, along with some wonderful holiday gifts. Uh, we, we've talked about uh, there's, there's a huge fundraising event uh, each year. It's in October and that that raises you know hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, it's a big deal. But uh, guess what? Another thing that Kansas City Hospice provides, they have provided hospice care for individuals who do not have a home. They're they're homeless. They provide hospice care for individuals who cannot afford hospice care. Now, frankly, most folks, if they have private insurance, and for sure if they have Medicare, that they would pay for Medicare pays for hospice services, most private insurance uh, companies or policies that they would also pay for hospice care. But what if you don't have insurance, but you suddenly you find yourself needing hospice care? Guess what? Kansas City Hospice will work with you. They'll provide that care. The way they're able to do that is through donations. And, and everything, all, all of it stays here, benefiting people in our local Kansas City, the extended Kansas City community. So you have hospice grief support team uh, that, that helps with all of these different, I mean, Dr. Iman went through uh, all of it. Grief journey, navigate grief, spouse loss, sorting through, all of these are programs that they have very specifically for individuals going through that grieving process. They're, they have a, a program called Passages. She said that's their busiest program, individual counseling provided to hospice patients and their families uh, throughout the community. Solace House, celebrating its 25th year, right? I mean, that is, that is amazing. And I know that uh, many, many times, unfortunately, when we've had a tragic or sudden loss of a young person, the staff from Solace House, they're often called upon by local schools and businesses and community groups to provide guidance and support uh, to those who are left behind, again, after a sudden loss and, uh, and often a tragic loss. I remember uh, hearing about just a, a horrible uh, shooting where a young man lost his life and uh, everyone in his school, they were just profoundly impacted by the loss of their, of their schoolmate. And so guess what? Counselors from the Solace House came in and helped all of those kids in that entire school through that grieving process and just try to wrap your head around that. If you're a high school kid and you lost your high school buddy in a tragic event, that's a lot for a young brain to, to have to handle. I, I remember I was in high school and I lost a friend and I, I was just blown away. I didn't quite know really how to how to deal with that. So uh, counselors from the Solace House, they, they help out with that. They have camps. They have so many resources available on the website. So as I had mentioned before, and, and, and the Circle of Lights, that, that event that's coming up, uh, so many opportunities to either receive rep- support or participate in one of these rituals or donate or volunteer. I would recommend <laughs> all of the above. Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, 816-363-2600 or online at kchospice.org. 
Get involved. I think you're really going to appreciate it. And I'm going to have more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. To contact Steve or a guest on his show, visit SeniorCareLive.com. We'll have more coming up. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. All right, so I want to take the rest of the program to talk about nurses. And uh, you may or may not have known it, but today, Saturday, May the 6th, May 6th every year is National Nurses Day in the United States. And there's actually a, a week. Okay, so National uh, Nurses Day is celebrated annually on May the 6th to raise awareness of the important role that nurses play throughout our entire society. And it marks the beginning of National Nurses Week, which ends on May the 12th. And guess what that is? It happens to be the birthday of Florence Nightingale. So how about that? So go on with uh, going on with the background here. By the 12th, the final day of National Nurses Week, the birthday of Florence Nightingale. She lived from 1820 to 1910. That was a good long life and probably pretty unusual for back then, actually, that life expectancy. That's a, that kind of jumped out at me, actually. <laughs> the English nurse became known as the founder of professional nursing, especially due to her pioneering work during the Crimean War and due to her habit of making rounds at night – This is so cool. Nightingale became known as the lady with the lamp. So she's walking around with the lamp, checking on all the patients overnight. And that was just part of uh, her thorough and and wonderful care. Uh, National Nurses Week was first observed in October of 1954 with the 100th anniversary of Nightingale's mission to Crimea. I didn't know any of that. Before I did my homework here, May the 6th was introduced as the date for the observance. And that was uh, that was not that long ago in 1982. So uh, this is from the Nursing Times. Uh, nurses work every day to ensure patients get the care they need and the comfort and compassion they deserve. The complex nature of nursing continues to be physically and emotionally draining, yet nurses carry on providing quality patient care and moving the profession forward, which reinforces the importance of National Nurses Appreciation Day and Week. And there are all sorts of events actually going on throughout the entire year. And then here's a quote. This one is super true. Nurses need to be emotionally, psychologically, and morally refueled regularly to enable them to resist burnout and its many negative impacts, such as moral distress, said Bonnie Barnes, co-founder of the Daisy Foundation in a Nurse.com blog. That's where this came from. One way to do this is through the expressions of gratitude. So isn't it amazing? I've talked very frequently on the program about how simple it is just to say thank you to someone. Just a simple thank you, an expression of gratitude. So, I mean, I don't know how many times I've walked up to someone who's clearly serving in the military or a police officer, and, and I'll, sh- I'll walk right up to them, shake their hand, look them square in the eye, and say, thank you for what you do. You, you are appreciated. And every single time, they're caught way off guard, 
and then they just they beam. They just really appreciate that if it's a genuine and sincere and sincere. I can't talk today. <laughs> expression of gratitude. So I, I would challenge you to do that as well. She goes on to say that nurses. This one's this part of it's so true. Nurses are refueled when they know they have made a difference in the life of a patient or a family member, especially when they were unaware of the difference they made. So that is just, that is really, really awesome. And I'll say that Nurses Day has a special place in my heart for very personal reasons. Let me just brag for a minute about my wife, Susan. So first of all, she's a registered nurse, and I must say she is phenomenal. And I'm not saying that just because she's my wife. But I have seen her in action, <laughs> and, and she is. I mean, she's, uh, she's one of the special ones out there. All of her patients and families, they just love her. Uh, she pours herself out to them, tending to all of their needs, always with a smile and just, with, just deeply caring about them. And it shows, and it's sincere. It's no act. It's real. And she, she goes the extra mile. And even though that their their doctor's office, even though technically they're closed at five o'clock, I mean, very, very routinely, she'll be there till you know maybe six thirty, maybe even seven o'clock returning calls and communicating with patients. And I ask her, you know, why she does this. And I'll say sometimes I'll say, well, can't some of the calls wait until tomorrow? And, uh, and she'll say something just this simple, which is just a, d- a demonstration of why she's phenomenal. She said, Steve, if it's me, if I'm waiting for a diagnosis or I'm waiting to hear back about something that was discussed or maybe the results of a lab or, or maybe another test, an X-ray, an MRI, a CAT scan, I would want to know just as soon as I could possibly know. I, I would want to know that. So I just... I just do the right thing. I take the time to call them and I communicate with them. And I also hope that this would be done for me as a patient as well. So this is just one of the many reasons that they always give her the highest ratings on, on these surveys and they do follow up and everything. They, 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 she gets the highest compliments, just the, such, such positive comments. They just absolutely love her. So, and, and if you see her working with patients, and I've been there, and, and I'll just sit back and I'll just watch. If you saw her working with her patients and her families, and she knows them, and she's just personally involved with them, you would understand why she gets all of the positive reviews and all of the wonderful comments. So, and also, she's not the only nurse affiliated with this broadcast. Our producer extraordinaire, Sean Floyd. Uh, Sean, your wife is a nurse as well. Yes, she is. And she works uh, in uh, pediatrics in in a hospital. Yes, she works in the uh, emergency room. And the work that she does is absolutely just special. You talk about stress. Children's Mercy, pediatrics, emergency room, uh, everyone's stressed out when they go to see your wife. (laughs) Yeah, and I I don't know how she does it because I know I couldn't do that job. And um, I just, I'm just amazed at... uh, her heart and the uh, job that she just goes in, in the passion that she does it with. Yeah. So uh, she, she's another excellent nurse. And so, uh, and, and thank you to uh, Sean, what's your wife's name? Jenna. Jenna. Thank you, Jenna, for all that you do. 
and uh, and to all the nurses out there, seriously, thank you uh, for for the wonderful work that you do. And I'll, I'll I'll tell you what, if you're in the audience, if you're listening to this, if you know a nurse, just reach out to them. And again, that that simple act of saying thank you. Just recognize them. It fills their cup. These nurses pour from their cup into others. That's why they're so good. But who's pouring into their cup? We need to pour into their cup, and we need to tell them what a great job they're doing. Thank you for what you do. Give them a big hug. Uh, I know uh, to, to my nurse, I'm, I'm going to give her, I always get her a, a card every year and, uh, and, a, and a gift card or something uh, just to say thanks for all you do. So it's super, super important. Be sure to do that. And again, happy Nurses Day to all of the nurses out there all across the country. All right, I'm Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.